0: all right good morning um, just want to start off with verse 2 I think the inclusion of describing Zacchaeus as a chief tax collector and being rich uh, I think it's to help us consider um, who do we think is open to hearing the gospel because of all people it would not be him right and why not because Zacchaeus is wealthy he has power and authority over people he's gotten what he what he wanted And yet it's he, as opposed to the crowd, who has genuine eagerness to seek Jesus. Uh, For whatever reason, we can have a bias towards um, thinking certain people are not or would not be open to the gospel. Maybe later Zacchaeus might, or this person might, but not where he's at right now. And Zacchaeus could have been dismissed that way uh, as well. And yet it is him who was open, so that Jesus wanted to stay at his house to share with him some more. And so... What's our bias and why do we have them? I think the past two days DT on Jesus seeing the world as a harvest and as sheep without a shepherd should get us to reset to see that every person out there might be open to the gospel, rich or poor, young or old, domestic or international. And I think this tells us not to make assumptions too quickly about who might be open to God or not because we may be passing by the very person who has been eager to learn about Jesus.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking about verse 2, it says Jesus, Jesus notices um, most, the most unlikely of people, Zacchaeus, as a chief, uh, a chief tax collector. Um, as it says in the commentary, tax collectors are the most hated people in Palestine because they were Jews who collected taxes from their own people to give to the Roman government and who took a portion of it for themselves. So they were con- uh, considered traitors. And uh, just a couple of things to note here. First, that Zacchaeus, even though he had all the wealth, he was actually seeking to see who Jesus was. I don't know how he got to this point. Perhaps he reached the point of just being tired of the life that he was living, exploiting his own people, but he was at this point. Um, and he was at this point of wanting to see Jesus. And I think it's easy for us to make such quick passing judgments about people. They seem like they have it together on the outside, or they seem like people who would never respond to the gospel. And this text challenges this presumption that we may have about people. We never know what they are going through and need to examine are there prejudices that, might be, um, that we might be holding on to regarding people's openness to the gospel. Um, immediately I thought of family members as one arena in which we can easily have prejudices regarding their openness to the gospel. Our family members that protested our involvement with church and we automatically equate that to a lack of openness to the gospel and think that they will get uh, angry at us even if we share with them. You know, or our coworkers that seem to have life altogether and have mocked Christianity perhaps in public and so we think they are probably not open to the gospel. Zacchaeus was someone who worked for the Roman government, who by brute force and power collected taxes from the Jews. But he was someone seeking for answers to the sin in his heart. His life didn't necessarily reflect his seeking heart. Zacchaeus was someone who perhaps once got into this life of tax collecting, didn't know any other way out. And I think this is probably our story. We started on a trajectory of life, didn't know any other way out until someone came to us with the gospel to teach us and show us. The second thing that I wanted to note is that Jesus sought Zacchaeus. In verse one, it says he entered Jericho and was passing through. And I just love this aspect of Jesus that often it's as he's passing through that he has such a heart to notice people. He sees Zacchaeus and like yesterday's DT. Um, He sees him as sheep without a shepherd, and so he has compassion on him. He goes to the tree that Zacchaeus is up, and he looks up, and he makes that personal connection with him. Um, First, Jesus calls him by name. He says, Zacchaeus, and then he goes on to say that he must stay at his house today. The fact that Jesus, this religious leader, um, would notice him, call him by name, and then not rebuke and get angry with him and want to distance himself, but rather say say that he needs to be stay at his house today, must have really impacted him. This pious person doesn't shun me, but instead moves towards me and wants to relate to me. And there is such power in authentic in authentically and genuinely moving towards that one person, it does something to a person's heart. And I was just thinking about um, the 2021 church planting as we're going out to these Ivy League private schools. You know, no matter what these college students have inco- uh, have accomplished in life, whether it's a Harvard or Yale acceptance or MIT acceptance, we can't let prejudices keep us from going to them with the gospel. What people need to know is that they are noticed, called by name to come to Jesus. And that is how God found each of us. And this is what we're trying to do as we, um, as a church, as we go out in 2021, to go and find individual, individuals, connect with them, and help them come to Jesus.
0: And then on verse 3, on account of the crowd, Zacchaeus could not see Jesus. And what was one of the obstacles to seeing Jesus? It was, it was the crowd. Now, I don't want to bash on the crowd too much because the crowd is just being like a crowd. I do want us to think about if there are ways we might be a hindrance from people to see Jesus. And here I just want to address things like our character, our lack of zeal, our giving into the flesh. I mean, if we're lazy, if we always procrastinate, if we give into our addictions, we have idols and other things that compete for our attention. That might be a hindrance from people seeing who Jesus is through us. I know that we'll always have things that we're struggling over, but let's at least actively struggle to lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely as it says in Hebrews 12. So then the times that we spend in the Word of God, that we read every day, messages we hear in our times of prayer, let's go through those times with a lot of anticipation, knowing that we are the ones God wants to send into the harvest field to share the gospel with other people.
1: From verses 8 and 9, I made note of what caused Jesus to say salvation has come to this house. And it was Zacchaeus' commitment to give half of his goods to the poor and to restore to anyone fourfold what he defrauded them. So in other words, what gives evidence to salvation is what Jesus commits to. His commitment demonstrates that he has changed allegiance. He has changed who and what he is going to make his life about. Before it was money. And that's why he got into the tax collecting business in the first place. But now it has changed. And so Jesus declares salvation has come to Zacchaeus. I was challenged by this because I thought about commitments that demonstrates who my allegiance to Jesus is going to be, um, demonstrates my allegiance to Jesus is going to be this radical and it's not just a one-time commitment. Having Jesus as my Lord is going to mean daily commitments and decisions that really go so counter to the ways of this world. For those of us who struggled with money, this is going to come up here and there still, and we are going to have to make fresh commitments regarding this. When I got my first paycheck out of college, I thought, man, so much is taken away on taxes, and then I'm supposed to tithe on the gross that I receive? felt like, wow, a lot of it is going to the government and to church. We struggled through that, and now it's not a negotiable to tithe on our salary. But I would say the older we get, the more expendable income we have, the more we need to be careful and vigilant about this area of our lives. As we get older, our salaries hopefully increase and don't decrease. Our homes get larger as we have kids and need space for them, or we get nicer, more reliable cars. And we need to be careful that we don't allow the slow encroachment of money into our hearts because it will cause our hearts to cool towards God. Let's keep making fresh commitments to God, especially in the area of money, to draw some strong boundaries in our lives to say how I'm not going to upgrade just because I can.